Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the That's What She Said podcast. I'm your host, Delaney, and today I'm writing solo. Today's going to be a bit of a story time and talking about change and talking about being a people pleaser and kind of events that have changed my view on both of those things and my struggles with both of those. Yeah. So I'm going to just kind of hop into it right now. Also, actually, rewind, before I hop into it, please let me know if you, by writing a review or messaging the Instagram, if you if you prefer the solo episodes or if you prefer with guests, I will not be offended. Or if you're kind of liking that I'm mixing in both, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So yeah, okay, now I'm gonna get back, get right into it. I'm going to talk about my experience being a people pleaser, which I think is common for a lot of women. You're kind of, you know, in sex, you're told that the women, women please men and you're told to be a good girl and all of these things are just so engraved to us as young girls. And so I, I definitely have struggled with this in my life. One example of it was after my sister passed away, it was a very difficult time for my entire family, obviously. But I felt a lot of pressure to to be the thing that didn't stress my parents out because they were so heartbroken. I was so heartbroken, but I didn't really want to let them in to how how my how much I was suffering so I kind of just kept myself really busy and didn't really let them in and I didn't let them in they didn't know to what extent I was hurting and it was a really challenging time because I was 13 when she passed away and then I'm in high school and it was a very hectic two years to say the least because you're starting high school and then my parents were separating, which is challenging enough, but add on the grief that I was experiencing. There was so much change in my life that it, it felt crazy. I felt so out of sorts, which normally in high school, there's a lot of change for any teenager, but I was really, there was so much going on. It was such a difficult point in my life But if you know me, you know I'm a freaking dramatic queen and I love to be an actress. So I kind of put on a show for a lot of people that I was fine. And I had so many things going on. That would be a big coping mechanism for me is to keep extremely busy. My therapist would say, Delaney, you have so many balls in the air. Because if I'm so busy doing all of these activities, I won't have time to be by myself and kind of feel the intimate parts of myself and the intimate emotions. So I kind of was just numb. And I I only think really one person knew where I was at, and that is my bestest friend in the whole world, Paulina. She she could see through she can always see through my bullshit. If she says, how's it going? And I'm like, great. 
She she knows by the tone of great what that if that's bullshit or not, which was really a really valuable. She was a very great friend to have through all of that. My parents were really going through it, and I I totally get where they're coming from. So they weren't really able to notice things that were happening to me. When I am stressed or grieving or whatever, feeling anxious, the first thing that goes is my nutrition. I don't eat properly. I just make myself so busy that I almost don't have time. I feel that I don't have time to eat. So I was going and like eating maybe one meal a day. Or I would say thing, and I remember Paulina caught me and was like, Delaney, that is not okay. I'd like train myself to just eat a Tic Tac. I'd be like, oh, this will hold me off. Which I didn't really realize that that was a problem till later on. That, holy shit, that was not okay. And yeah, so when my parents kind of were, slowly picking up the signs that oh she's not doing as great in school anymore like this hap this is happening and holy shit this is so much change for a now 15 year old girl to have just lost her sister to have had her parents separate now living in two houses in high school which high school is so fucking stressful even on its own you know your body's changing you're, there's boys, there's barrels, there's blah, 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 there's parties, all that shit is happening. And you're supposed, and plus you're in school and you're trying to get good grades for university. Da, 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 da. So my parents had kind of thrown around the idea of therapy. And I was like, hell no. I will go, I will tell a different story. I don't need it. I will tell them I'm fine, I'll put on a show. And I think I like laughingly told Paulina, I was like, my parents want me to go to therapy. And she kind of just looked at me and was like, is that the worst idea in the world? I think it could help you. And I think I needed to hear that from her because if she was saying it was a good idea and she really knew to the extent it was of everything I was going through, then it must have been a good idea. So I went and sure enough it was a good idea and I did kind of I I did learn things about myself I was able to kind of create better coping mechanisms and I went for for a decent amount of time and then I kind of was at a point where I was like okay I I don't think I need therapy my therapist and I kind of agreed on that and I was good seemingly good And then another point, another kind of story that ties into that, which I think helped me on my journey to almost to at that point to cope and to learn from others is I was in co-op, which is like basically like work while you're in school. (laughs) No, it's it's like real life work experience in school and you get a grade and it's it's really cool. So I went to be a teacher 
I don't know if I'm fully explaining co-op properly, but I'm pretty sure you all know what that is. Anyways, I went to be a teacher. So I went to my old elementary school and I was in a class with a teacher I used to have who I loved. And I worked really closely with this child who has autism. And, you know, I I didn't really know what to expect at the time, like, of what I wasn't really informed about people with autism, what that, what working like that with them would look like. And the teacher kind of said, like, I really want you to work with this kid. And I, this child 100% changed my life forever I still think of him and just held such a high regard for him in my head because he was so honest and he was so kind at the same time he was so just unapologetically himself which was so admirable in that point because I was having difficulties appreciating myself and loving myself and being honest with where I'm at And he, I remember this kid, this other like stinker in the class was always rude to him. And he asked the child that I love, (laughs) he's like, are we friends? And he kind of just looked at him and he's like, no. And the, the mean kid, let's call him Bobby. Bobby was like, why? And my favorite child in the world was like, you're, what do you mean why? Like, you're rude to me every day. Why would we be friends? And he's like, maybe if you apologize and you like do better and aren't mean to me, maybe we can be friends. But as of right now, no. And I just was like, this, he's so mature and he's so honest without being a dick. Just saying it like you're. And I, I loved it so much. And he he just, he had a heart of gold and I loved him so much. He had some struggles, but he just pushed through. He was in the choir. He was just doing so many amazing things and he was such a sweetheart. And I just, I could go on and on about how much this kid moved me. And I was at a point where I, I needed inspiration to be better and to hold other people kind of to the same regard. So I made an acronym of just what I need from other people. So they need to be kind like him and they need to be authentic like him and they need to show intelligence the way he demonstrated that to me. And he did it in a way, intelligence, not as in like book smart, as in social cues and like knowing knowing what to say and choosing your words wisely that kind of intelligence which he was very good at so those coupled situations and he he also sat down and told me he's like change is very hard for me And I really related to that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, change is really hard. And I I think it's hard for everyone. No one finds it easy. But at the same time, 
change is so important and changing whether it's changing schools leaving a relationship leaving a job you're gonna have some nerves you're gonna wonder forever if it was the right decision but it's important to grow and to to keep pushing yourself and making sure you're not just pleasing other people that in turn you're pleasing yourself so a big a big change in my life was like many students was moving from high school to away to university and I before I left so in in my grade 12 year I think I was more excited than any of my other friends about leaving and going and exploring Montreal and just I had created this big vision in my head of what it was going to look like and I was thrilled I talked about it all the time I couldn't wait And I didn't really grasp that change is hard. And that point I was like, anything's better than this. I just want to go. I just want to go. And I remember my mom was like, oh, like, we'll spend the night with you when you're in Montreal. And I was a bit of a brat. And I said, no. It's like, just go. Just let me go. I want to live it. And then the first night came and I instantly regretted telling my mom not to stay And then I was alone in this province and I didn't know a single person. And I kind of fell back into an old relationship, which I wasn't my most authentic self in this relationship. I just really wanted to be loved. So I kind of changed myself to fit what he wanted. And that was a big pattern for me of changing myself for other people to be the cool girl or whatever they wanted. I just wanted to feel that validation so badly. So I did, whatever. So my sane self before I went to school had decided to put that in the past. But then when I got to school and realized how scary it is to not know anyone, I kind of fell back into it. And then it was really hard to not know anyone and And honestly, sometimes girls can be mean and there's a lot of pressure to hook up with a lot of people in university and that wasn't really where I was at and I hadn't really found my footing of what the fuck I wanted to do here and my friends from home like Paulina and many other amazing people weren't there and it seemed on social media like everyone else is having the best time ever and I was very guilty of posting things like I posted all the time when I went out even to make it seem like like I was having the best time ever when I was really feeling like meh all the time and then and you know for anyone else who's getting ready to leave I would definitely recommend kind of reaching out and finding hobbies because I in one of my relationships had kind of stopped horseback riding because you know you get busy with the boyfriend and da 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 and horseback riding was a really challenging thing for me to do after my sister passed away because it was something we'd always done together 
and I felt guilty doing it without her. It was a very complicated piece in my life because it was something I adored so much, but then it was also filled with sadness. But anyways, I was at school and I was feeling lonely and I decided to cut it off with the the relationship and focus on myself and like get back into it. And I'm really proud of my younger self at this point because it's so easy to say I'm going to focus on myself and then just blindly and not really have a plan. But I did. I had made a plan to keep myself busy but not too busy. And I reached out on Facebook about somewhere to go ride horses. Little did I know that the first place I tried was going to change my life for sure. Because if you know me now, you know how important horses are to me and everything. But at, the, and at this point, I hadn't really seriously ridden in a long time. And I met this woman. <laughs> it feels weird saying woman, but whatever. And I rode this horse, whatever. And I think I liked her more than I liked the horse. I was like, oh my god, she's cool. Good vibe. But if you were to see me and... I'm just going to name drop Kristen. You would never assume that we would be friends because we we look different. We have different interests aside from horses. Like we're eight years apart. But quickly, like she was my first friend in Montreal that I could like fully be myself around. You know, we're constantly like curating images for other people. And especially the groups of people I had met in Montreal at that point was very was surface level friendships and friendships that it mattered what kind of clothes you were wearing or who you were hooking up with not valuable friendships and Kristen was like the first person I think in this city who really like cared about me and was like how you know like how are you actually not like how are you you know like and there's such a difference with that. Oh, I'm tearing up. I'm so grateful to have met her because it changed. She really reminded me of my passion too, which was so great. And then, and she also gave me a reason to kind of come back to Montreal because I'd met her. We were kind of friends, but like not, we, no, we were friends, but we, then COVID happened kind nearing this is still my first year so I only really knew her for like six months and then we but we kept in touch while I returned home and it was nice to have someone who like wanted me back in the city almost like to come a reason to come back to Montreal because my comfort zone was Oshawa and you know big city was scary and she kind of pushed me to come back or not, not push, but like it was, it was a pull for me to come back. So I wanted, I wanted to be riding with her and all that stuff. And I'm so fortunate, I was so fortunate to have a place where I could be my 100% self and feel like, and f- to have found someone who equally like Paulina, it's funny with Kristen cause it's, it even transfers to my riding the other day I was riding and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, and she's like, I can tell because you're riding differently. Like you're not yourself right now. 
and I am so fortunate to have someone who who is like that in my life and who and some friends that are inspiring me to be a better person and and to just to not have surface level friendships and friendships that actually matter and then now fast forwarding a bit I landed a job and I was really really excited about this job and much like how it was for university I was so excited for this job I had this huge expectations of what it was gonna be like and then it didn't really meet what I had wanted and the place I was at was becoming really toxic and I I didn't recognize that for a while because I was so trying to make it work and because I, I was so excited about it I was like I couldn't I couldn't really wrap my head around that it was a not healthy environment to be working in and slowly it wasn't the same as what I had walked into. Things were, were changing at a rapid pace. And I felt so much pressure there. And I was coming home every day after work and crying and feeling anxious and feeling like no matter what I did, that someone was going to be let down and that I was going to fuck up. That nothing I did could meet the expectations. I No matter how hard I tried, people were going to be mad at me. And as someone like myself who put so much emphasis on their personality to be liked and to not stress people out and just people please as much as I could and change myself for other people this was awful and it created so much anxiety and I would just come home and I would cry and it felt like when when that part of my life was a mess it felt like every other part of my life was a mess and even though I had so many other great things happening in my life I couldn't appreciate them because this humongous part of my life was so chaotic and stressful and I just couldn't it it had taken a toll on my mental health for sure and I had always struggled with reaching out from it as I said before you know therapy wasn't easy because I had this idea which I want maybe other people feel this way because I am not diagnosed with a mental illness that I can't really engage in conversations about mental health and that my mental health isn't important because I'm I don't have a mental illness which is not the case which I have learned and I'm trying to constantly improve this quality about myself and work on my mental health now just because you don't have diagnosed anxiety doesn't mean you can't experience anxiety and just because you don't have diagnosed depression doesn't mean you can't feel depressed and that you can't have periods 
where you just can't get get out of bed and doesn't make your mental health any less important. You too can get help and you too can find resources. There are so the and those resources are still available to you and accessible to you even though you don't have a mental illness. And I think that's really important and I wish my younger self knew that and I wish that was a habit that I could norm and I think we're slowly getting there to normalize even more. Anyways, <laughs> even by quitting this position, and I didn't want to quit because I'm like, oh, I haven't been there that long, like da da da. Um, by I felt like I was gonna let people down, and I I didn't want to do that. But then staying was also letting people down, and the major person it was letting down was myself. And it was putting me in a position where I couldn't take care of myself properly. And again, another thing that was happening was I was not eating properly. I was not taking care of myself. I was not focusing on school enough because I was so stressed about this position. And it had taken so much of my mental energy that I couldn't focus on other things. And it was so draining And then, you know, I ripped the band-aid off as hard as it was to change because I, at the end of the day, it wasn't what I'd I'd hoped and it wasn't my expectations. And that's okay. It's okay that things don't always work out as planned. Life does not work out as it's planned. So I did decide that ultimately I needed to find something else and be selfish. And one of my my roommates said this to me and it really did resonate with me. She looked at me and she was like, Delaney, you are in university. This is one of the only times in your life that you can be selfish as fuck. You don't have a kid. You don't, you're not in a relationship you only really have to take care of yourself do it be selfish don't worry about these other people and I was like she's right and you know what I wasn't I wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't being selfish enough I was just letting people walk all over me and take advantage of me and exploit me so I just so then ultimately I was selfish and I I did that and i you know what, now looking back on it, I'm really proud of myself that I was able to do it. And I honestly wouldn't have been able to do it without all my cheerleaders and the people that I was going to and venting to about everything there like he would. So yeah, if if you're nervous about making changes in your life, think about who you're making them for. Are you making changes to please society or to be the cool girl or whatever or are you making these changes to better yourself and when you make changes be open to them potentially not working out and not being what your expectations are and also be open to not having expectations and being amazed by them 
and finding amazing people in the rarest places. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please let me know if you enjoyed just kind of me talking alone in my bedroom (laughs) in front of a microphone or if you prefer me having more chats with my friends and experts or whoever is is uh gracious enough to 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 or whoever is gracious enough to or brave enough to come have a chat with me on the podcast anyway thank you so much for listening and for more conversations like this please subscribe write us a little review comment on the instagram posts uh follow it you know you know what to do and that's all for me. Bisous! Talk to you soon.